mantras, intent, statements, affirming, confidence, healing, boosting, awareness, creating, reminding, committing, releasing, mindful, conscious. Welcome to Love Life, featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Jane Donovan, and today's episode is all around mantras. The word mantra comes from the ancient Sanskrit language. Man means mind, and tra means release. So a mantra is a combination of sounds that are meant to release the mind from all the anxieties of material life. And who doesn't need a bit more of that in this crazy Western world? Traditional or rather ancient mantras were really words or sounds that were chanted or sung a very high vibrational frequency with the intent to connect you closer to that of the universe, to the godlike state, to have a greater connection with all that is. Mantras are also very helpful in meditation. Traditionally, it started with the ancient Hindus, spread to the Far East, and moved into Western society. However, what I love about using mantras with meditation is that it helps give your brain something to do. So having a short mantra, whether you were saying it out loud or humming it or singing it, or whether you were saying it in silence, It helps that monkey mind to really quieten by giving your mind something to focus on. So mantras have many different purposes and meditation is a great one as well. These days it's changed a lot and I guess the more contemporary version for mantras is to have short words that are powerful, that are charged, that have great meaning for you, that help you to live the life that you desire. So today we're going to talk about What are some people's favorite mantras? I've taken it to the tribe, plus I'm going to be sharing some of my favorites. We've also kind of got to look at affirmations and intent, though, because modern spiritual language has become a bit blurred. And so affirmations can be mantras. Mantras can be intense. Intents can be affirmations. Today, however, we're going to focus on what each person individually feels is their go-to mantra. The one that perhaps when life's a bit tough or they're not feeling as great or perhaps it's one that they use to overcome challenges or perhaps it's a mantra that they use to prevent having challenges. Either way, once again, we've got beautiful wisdom coming from the Love Life Tribe. And if you would like to be a part of the Love Life Tribe, it's our closed Facebook group, which you can find by visiting facebook.com forward slash love life show and put in the request to become a member of our closed group. So here's what a few of our love life tribe have had to say about their favorite mantra. Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm from Canada in northern New South Wales. The first one I have is particularly when you've had a bit of a conflict with another person and you just need to take a breath and go, not my journey. They're projecting something of you at, at you. They're taking it out on you. You just need to step back and go, not my journey, and then walk around until then you feel like that mm. situation has been released. 
That's fascinating, isn't it? Because one of the things, you know, when we first start self-development, most people will start with self-ownership. You know, it's yeah. that, that aha moment of going, hang on, have I created all of this? Are you sure that this yeah. hasn't just happened to me? And so we become very self-absorbed about everything is about me. But then the next lesson that we have to learn is how to identify what is my stuff versus how to identify when it's just somebody else's stuff. And that can be tricky, can't it? It can be, very. Because you want to help people and go, right, I want to get in there and I want to do something. But sometimes you just need to step back and go, not my journey. It's a little bit similar to where I say, not my stuff. You know, I check in, am I having a reaction here? Am I having strong feelings? If I do, then, yeah, it's my stuff as well. Um, But if I'm not, then it's not my stuff. And I think the way that people can feel that is, are you in a neutral place or are you getting a charge off it? And if you're getting a charge off it, it's your stuff as well as. As And if it's not got a charge and you're observing it, you're more the observer, then you can go, not my stuff or, as you say, not my journey. And then I guess you have a choice of whether do I want to be of assistance to this person? And I guess that when we're in conflict, sometimes we want to go in and project ourselves, don't we? And we want to go in and, well, hang on, I can help you with this, blah, blah, blah. I learned a long time ago and I learned the hard way that one of the things that I had to get good at was saying, I understand what you're saying. How can I best help you or would you like me to help you? Invite them to say yes or no because so often, you know, the teacher appears but the student may not be ready if that is something that you're in neutral charge on. Do you find that happens in your life as well? I do, I do. And particular, particularly with some of the stuff that I've done and people know that I've done self-help work and they then start to look at you like, oh, you think you know all the answers. And I don't. And I'll admit that I don't. So when you say something, they just get... Um, aggravated straight away you know I, I was I was having a bit of a chuckle when you said that I, and I don't mean to be disrespectful of, of people having a strong reaction um because I do understand people feeling that way but it just made me think of my own thing where you know hello the love doctor uh, well that's how I'm known on in the media as and, uh, and I look at my own relationship and and I think oh well I've just had a tiff with my husband <laughs> I turn to him and I say you do realize your research <laughs> Now, what's your second favourite, either uh, mantra or affirmation? It's along the same same line in that if you're reacting to something that somebody has said and you're starting to get excited about it or something's happened to you, that, you know, maybe this is part of your path. So I go, that's my path, I have to deal with it. That's my path, I have to deal with it. Okay, so this is the one. So the first one, of course, of Not My Journey was where you've identified that it's not your stuff. And this no. one where you go, that's my path, is this is my stuff. And it can be in the positive or the negative. Mm. Yes. I love that you've brought it up that it can be in the positive too because so often in self-development our journey is to go to the negative. It's my stuff. I've got to go to my shadow side. I've got to look at what I've healed. I've got to heal. I've got to look at limiting beliefs. I've got to look at my inner child, blah, blah, blah. When so often it can be, that's my path because it's bringing me joy or excitement. It's giving me a, a charge of positivity that it is the sign. Keep going. Go down that door. Go through that door. Go down that path. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, they are two awesome mantras. 
not my journey and that's my path. Beautiful. Not, 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 not um, rocket science or anything like that. They're pretty simple stuff. But so often the simple ones are, you know, often the ones that I give clients, particularly if they're early in their self-development journey, is things like I am safe, all is well, this too shall pass. You know, these very short little sayings are are turbocharged. I've got goosebumps all over me saying those. Um, They really have the ability to shift energy, very short, precise words that are clearly very high intent and high vibration. So thank you so much for sharing because I'm sure that our listeners, there will be people that are going going to be saying, oh, I like that. I'm going to be using that. Not my journey. That's my path. Thank you so much, Rebecca. That's okay. Hi, I'm Peter and I'm from Canberra. My favourite saying is, and as usual, there's probably one or two. Do you like the one I've heard, and I think I've heard on the Love Life show actually was, Children are here to teach us yes. rather than the other way around. I, I, I do love that. But I guess my favourite saying is, and it comes out of the world of NLP, is that we see the world as we are, not as it is. That is very similar to we create our own reality. Sure. And I always give a liken to that of like a painting where you can have a 100 people look at a painting and they're going to give you a 100 versions of what they saw. So, so for me, rather than kind of get caught up with what other people say, when, when I'm kind of conscious and aware of the discussion, then I'll, I'll tell myself that they're actually seeing the world as they are rather than the way it is. And I guess it's a way of understanding why people see things differently um, which, you know, uh, I guess if anyone, if, if you're married <laughs> or in a long-term relationship, you, are, you often find that you see things differently to your, your partner. Um, but also just, you know, lately we, we hear on the news or on Facebook or whatever, you know, things that whether it's Donald Trump or whether it's uh, Sonia Kruger or whether it's, you know, there's, there's lots of these things that are said that get people worked up, and I've been one of those people that, that's been worked up, but at some stage I just have to come back and remind myself that they see the world as they are, not the way, not as the way it is. And with that quote, are you able to just re- say that to yourself and then just let things go, or do you find that in, does it depend on how attached you are to the person having the conversation? Like if it's something that's, on your social media or on the news, it's like you, it's easier to let it go. Or do do you find that if it's your partner or somebody that you know is important to you, do you find that you have to really call on your compassion and your empathy and try and see from the other person's point of view? I think it is if I am more present, more self aware, I find it easier to. Let it go because I understand that you know that they see the world as they are, meaning you know it's it's built up from their life experiences, you know things that have been said to them as they were you know little children, decisions, past decisions that uh, they have made, things that they have got wrong in their life, all those sort of things that you know develop the way they see the world. But I I have to be present at the moment to do that, And, and 
I, I mentioned the Sonia Kruger thing, you know, the thing that she said about the putting a stop to Muslim immigration in, into Australia. Oh, and yes. It just fired me up. In the end, after, I don't know, a day and a half, one of my very good friends has been for a long, 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 long time, just said, Pete, let it go, you know, and, and she was saying she doesn't want to hear, she, you know, she's not on Facebook to hear all this stuff <laughs> coming out of me. Uh, and, and, like, whose mind is it going to change anyway? And I thought, yeah. All of a sudden I thought, yeah, that's right. Like, even if I have the beliefs, just getting on Facebook and saying it, I, I don't know. My first thought with anything to do with Facebook is your page, you put what you want on it. Sure. And her newsfeed, she can edit her newsfeed to have what she wants on there or not on there. You know, without freedom of speech, we wouldn't be having this podcast and, and, and the open discussions that we can have. But I get what you're saying is that, you know, you could just choose to let it go and recognise that she's come to that decision based on her own personal journey. It is very freeing to be able to just go, not my stuff or not my point of view or not my whatever. But I'm somebody who's very outspoken and, oh, no kidding, and always has been. And I've always had, not in every area, but if it's an area that I feel like I've researched or read about a lot or studied, I have very strong opinions. But I will always tack on the end and I reserve my right to change my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because we are, as you say, we are seeing the world based on our own personal experience and there is no black or white. There's 50 shades of grey. And uh, I do too love that quote. We see the world as we are, not as it is. I find it really fascinating, you know, as a matchmaker when we're organising like dinners to six, three ladies, three men to meet each other. And they all go out for dinner. And then the next day, Katie, my gorgeous, I was going to call her my PA, but she's so much more than that, the girl that runs Social Aid, she's amazing. Katie sends out an email to the six people and says, oh, we'd love to have your feedback. If you can send us, uh, you know, send us an email with your feedback, how did you find the evening? And, you know, often most of the emails come back lovely night and they nominate who they'd like to catch up with again and swap numbers, et cetera. But it is fascinating that every now and again you'll get five people that will send an email and it might be, what a gorgeous night. We were the last to leave the restaurant. Um, a couple of the people I felt like I'd known them for five years. It was a beautiful evening of really good connection. And then one person just writes one line that says, disappointing night. <laughs> you think, were you actually all at the same dinner or did he go plonk himself down on a table? We don't know who they were. That actually briefly leads me to a research paper that was done by, oh, now I'm going to forget her name, a psychotherapist in the States who interviewed people that had gone on their first date and uh, interviewed hundreds if not thousands of people after their first date. And then she re-interviewed them 20 years later for those that had become a long-term relationship from that first date. And she asked them what was your first date like? And those who were in a happy relationship said that the first date was amazing and it was love at first life, at first sight. Those who were either in an unhappy relationship or the long-term relationship had ended said that the first date there were warning signs there and they should have listened to them, but they didn't. And the reality was when she brought out her uh, documentation of what they'd said 20-odd years ago, 
those uh, most of the people had actually just said it was a nice date and it was something like 90 odd percent or 95 percent of people had said something like there were no warning signs and no it wasn't love at first sight but it was a nice date and that they would be going on a second date and that research paper proved that we change our memories of the past to support where we currently are and I feel that that lesson and, and that awareness ties in beautifully with your statement, we see the world as we are, i.e. right now, and maybe not as it is. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, Joe. Hi, I'm Amanda Tuckerman, and I'm from Sydney, Australia. I am here. It's very simple, and it's something that I can just repeat to myself over and over again when I need to. I am here. And what it does for me is... I am actually someone who probably lives more in the future than, you know how they say that you either live more in the past or in the future yeah, than in the yeah. present. For me, I find that I live more in the future and get try to get all the little details down and actually say, well, if this happens, that happens, all of that sort of thing. So when I say I am here, it actually, it's anchored into me now that I just, as soon as I say it, I automatically take a deep breath and it brings me smack bang down into this present moment. And not only does it bring me into the present moment in terms of I'm here, but it also brings an acceptance that this is where I'm at instead of trying to make it something else or a story in my head that it might turn into this or it has to look like this or anything else that I'm trying to tell myself. It's just a pure acceptance of where I am in this moment, in this situation, with this person, with myself, and acceptance of that. that and that's what that quote does. Very high vibrational. That's beautiful. I've never heard that one before, and I think you've got a winner there. That is Thank absolutely you. gorgeous. It, it actually came, it was the idea from Abraham. They said you have to have acceptance of what you're at. And from that, from them, Abraham and Esther, when I heard a, they were saying that, and then I heard acceptance of where you're at, and then I just, I am here. That's where it came from. Beautiful. Yes. Well, we love the teachings of Abraham. They're amazing collective yeah. consciousness. And if people have not heard of Abraham before, even though I've been talking about it for over 200 episodes, um, just Google Abraham uh, or you can Google Esther Hicks. There's loads of gorgeous YouTube video clips um, that will solve any of your vibrational issues, emotional issues. Do, would you say that you can potentially be an overthinker when you are projecting into the future? Definitely. And so that that statement, that mantra. It does, yeah. Because you know that wonderful book by um, Edgar Toll, uh, The Power of Now. I don't know if you've read it, but it's it, it is talking about such a, a busy culture is so forward, 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 and it's go, 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 go that we really are not stopping and smelling the roses. And that I am here. I can imagine like you've given it such a rich, multi-layered, high vibrational, deep meaning that as you say is anchored into your body that it just instantly gives you that lift or calming or whatever it is you need in that moment. But I can imagine people just going using that as well though just for just to stop the busyness. Just go, I'm yeah. here and stop. Where am yeah. I? You know, because 
you know, we're, we're cooking dinners, we're halfway, half trying to talk to children and check out what the weather on the TV is going to be tomorrow while you're thinking about is it going to rain and should I do the washing or whatever. Like there's a random example of domestic bliss. Um, <laughs> We've got to eat. We want to communicate with our family members. We want to, you know, we've got to have clean clothes. So it's all a part of life. However, I can imagine people just being caught up in the busyness of life and just going, hang on, I am here. And just stopping and breathing and going, okay, where actually am I? Well, you know what? I'm here. So let's just stop 50 different things from going on in my head at the moment. And let's just love the soup that I'm making and stir it with love. Let's just actually stop the stirring and look over at my daughter's eyes and talk to her soul to soul and give her 100% of my attention or, you know, sit down and absorb into the weather and look at the pretty pictures of nature on the TV screen or whatever. But I think that I'm here could be a very popular one for people to use. So thank you so much for sharing that. I think our listeners are going to get a lot from that. And I am here with our gorgeous listeners and the beautiful Amanda Tuckman. And I thank you, Amanda, for sharing your wisdom with us today. No problems. Thanks, Jane. If you want to learn fabulous new information, I always encourage people, talk to the children. The children have divine connection and wisdom way beyond what we have. They're here to teach us and guide us, and ultimately, they'll lead us. So I had pleasure in asking beautiful 16-year-old Jailena, who's also from Australia, if she had a favourite affirmation or mantra. The main ones was, all is well, (laughs) and another one was, this too shall pass, which I think is really important because from thinking about, you can resonate both sides it could be in a really happy exciting situation and then you think this too shall pass so enjoy it while it's there and then when you're in a really um upsetting or fearful situation this too shall pass also and you will get to a better place so that one's one that I really like (laughs) I love two of those as well and I'm having quite a moment at the moment speaking to you Jalen because you've just taught me something And, you know, my advice to the world is if you want to learn something, talk to beautiful teenage children, particularly beautiful people like Jalen who have been raised by conscious parents to be conscious teenagers. They are two of my favorite sayings as well. All is well and this too shall pass. However, the interesting twist that you've just taught me that I've never done is this too shall pass is one that I've used when I'm in a situation I don't want to be in when I'm in a tough place when I'm going oh this feels horrible I want to get out of this and it's a reminder that it's okay just breathe your way through it this too will pass I have never used that to be in the now moment and completely present when I'm in joy that a reminder that this too shall pass so enjoy it be in it fully be fully present thank you my darling for sharing that wisdom with me because that is brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Mark and I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Many years ago when, when I was taught this mantra and I was first in the presence of this mantra, it was through a very, very, very old 
uh, soul in, in in a mother temple in a very in, the, in one of the most powerful places in, the, in in the world. And this was this was Mount Batur Temple, and this guy started reciting the Gayatri mantra, and I didn't know what he was doing, but the energy of this mantra, my hair was standing on end. It took me three or four years to learn this mantra, um, and it's called the Gayatri mantra. It, it's actually mantra. Mantra is ma- mantra is the, probably the Australian um, terminology of it, but it's, it's Gayatri mantra. And, Gayatri. And, and, yeah, Gayatri. Cool. Gayatri mantra, and it, it is basically translated. It's a five thousand year old mantra. Oh wow! When when you recite this mantra, you connect. The best way I can explain this to you. So there are people in the in the universe, and and, and Hinduism for me is not a religion. It is is a culture. You make a bowl of rice, you make one for your neighbour. It's the easiest way that I can explain it. Oh, it's a very loving divine. and nurturing nurturing culture. Um. So when you recite the Gayatri the, the the Gayatri mantra, you know you are connecting with the other millions and millions and millions of people around the entire universe that are collectively reciting it. And if you could see the energy that this mantra creates, you would be totally blown away. Because after you recite the the Gayatri Mantra, when I recite, I have a, I have a morning initiation every morning, and I recite the Gayatri Mantra. And for the rest of the day, my heart is singing. Is it a long mantra? Have... No, it's not. Are you able so Are you able to share it with us now? Absolutely, I am. So basically, the English translation is: we meditate on the glory and the creator. He who has created the universe, he who is worthy of worship, he who is the embodiment of knowledge and light, he is the, who is the remover of sin and ignorance. May he open our hearts and enlighten our intellect. And in, in the Sanskrit terms, Gayatri Mantra is recited as such. Om Burbhaswa, that's how we do Varenium. Now, generally, it is recited 108 times every morning. But to cut it short, it is done eight times because that eight times still has, you know, a, a significance within that number or that role every every morning. I love it when you said it in. Was that in Indonesian? No, that's actually Indian Sanskrit. That's 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 a language which is. And I'm going to ask you to say it again because I think that our listeners will just go, "That's very cool, very cool." So come on, Mark, give it to us once more in the uh, in the language. Okay, Om Swaha. That's how we do Varenium. Devasya Dihimahi Oyona Prochudaya. And when you sing it, when you sing it. Om Burbhaswa Datsavidu Vareniam Bargodevasya Dihimahi Dioyona Prachuraya And this is a circle that doesn't stop turning. And the more this circle turns, the greater the vibration and the energy of this mantra. In when this in this mantra you know, when it was many, 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 many years ago, it was only the kings that were allowed to recite this mantra. It is such a deep, honoured mantra that no one was allowed to, 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 to recite this mantra apart from the king. These days in the Hindu community and 
and, and, and the Hindu culture, you know, they recite it. And a good friend of mine that I actually caught up with last week, he goes, Mark, I was in India last week and I was playing the number one tennis player. Number one. Wow. Get this. this is a great story, like number one. And he's not a professional tennis player. And he goes, Mark, I had no chance beating this this guy. And I started reciting the Gayatri Mantra and I was reciting it and re- as I was playing him. And I beat him not once but twice. <gasps> Now, so what Jane, we might do is get the words uh, from you and I'll get a link. We'll put that up under the show notes so that if people Absolutely. want to uh, perhaps introduce this matter into their life, they can access how to pronounce it and, and the, the words, the English translation. Mark, thank you so much for sharing that. That is uh, particularly when you sang it, I really felt the beautiful tones, the vi- like the vibrational tones coming through as you sang it. So thank you for sharing such a yeah. beautiful mantra. That vibration never changes when you sing it. I sing it in the morning in, in, in morning initiation and nightly review and, I'm, and I chant it whenever I can. And, Jane, people that are going to learn this, if there's one thing that I could, could give to people on a silver platter and say, here, improve your life, I'd say learn the Gayatri Mantra. I love that you said you'd use it in the morning as an initiation to the day and that you yeah. use it at night time. Was it as a reflection? Nightly review for me is about, look, if I've, I go through my whole day and if I've had a problem or an issue with somebody, you know, for me in my cosmic world, you know, I have 24 hours to resolve that issue with them. Otherwise, that turns into bad karma. Wow. Wow. Okay, so, so and, 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 and outside of that, when I finish my nightly review, I, re- I sit there and I and I will sing the Gatri Mantra eight times. Sometimes I'll get lost and I'll sing it 20 times. And at the end of it, when, when, when I turn everything, I've only got a candle on. Um, and when I finish reciting it, I have the best sleeps and the most amazing dreams. And the same thing happens throughout my entire day. You feel the energy, the love, the beauty, the peace, the tranquility. I'm quite in awe that you've shared this. I didn't expect this today, so such a gift, <laughs> such a gift. Thank you very much, Mark. It's beautiful. And the pleasure's all mine here, Jo. Hi, my name's Katrina and I'm from Adelaide. My favourite mantra is to say life is too short. I think sometimes we we sweat the small stuff that we shouldn't and we need to just realise that we're here for a good time, not a long time. Can you give an example of a time that you felt that really helped you to shift what you were feeling in that moment? Yeah, sure. I think being a single person, meeting new people, um, I think sometimes I find that they are harbouring on things that they shouldn't harbour on. We can't change what's happened in the past. We need to just look at what have we got to look forward to, which is why I say life's too short. You can't change anything back then. We need to have a look and go, wow, this is what we can actually aim for and look at and live in the moment that's happening now. Yeah, the now moment's an important one, isn't it? And there are so many people who, when you're meeting them, particularly if it's for the first time, they so often go into their victim stories or their pity party or their poor me. Do you use that mantra of life's too short to just remind yourself to not buy into their drama, to not start the conversation to fuel their story even more? Oh, most definitely. And even even things at home for me, you know, being a single person, I'm, I've got my own little place here. Um, I've got bills to pay myself. It's, it's a mortgage that, that, that's all on me. The garden's all on me. You know, there are times when I've had little, little breakdowns outside, even about a hose, and I'll stand there and I'll just look up to the stars, look up to the universe and go, 
between us. Stop it. Life's too short. Don't worry about this stuff. And that's that's what I use for everyday life, whether that be for work, whether that be for my own personal situation, or whether that be if I'm sitting there listening to friends. And so when you're in that moment of throwing a tantrum over the garden hose and you feel yourself get upset or angry, how quick does it shift by saying life's too short? Do you find that you've got to say it a lot or does it happen for you instantly? No, it happens immediately and I end up laughing at myself after it. It's a a little mantra, a little saying for you to put everything back into perspective. Definitely. And I think that we all need to have a look at that as well. We've, We've all got issues, whether that be past issues, current or things that we're looking at that could be future potential issues. But I think that we need to, again, realize we can't change what's either happened or is about to happen. We just need to sometimes go with the flow and just go, hey, whatever, and move on. So it's really putting things into perspective. Do you find that gratitude works with that, where you go, don't sweat the small stuff? Most definitely. Thankful, Katrina. Do you think that's an important part of of letting it go and reminding yourself that life's too short? Oh, of course it is. You know, I think we don't realise how lucky that we do have it until we see people out there who are disadvantaged. And so do you find that you list off what you're happy and thankful for? Oh, most definitely. And there are some nights that I actually even sit down by myself with my glass of wine and just do a cheers to the universe to be saying thank you for the things in my life that I do have that others might not have. And so I feel that if you combine the discipline of gratitude with your mantra of life's too short, you therefore have a very natural setting. You've created that your platform, your default setting, is a very positive one. I mean, I know you in private and I know that people are always saying that you're Miss Pollyanna, Miss Positivity. Do you feel that it's a combination of the gratitude and your mantra that has got you to that point? Most definitely. And like everyone else, Jane, I have my down my down days, my down moments, things like that, but it doesn't take me long to snap out of that to actually be thankful for what I've got and the people around me. Recognise that you're feeling down or you're feeling sad or anxious or whatever it is you're doing and then you get into your gratitude and then you go and have your glass of wine outside and toast the universe staring at the stars and say, get over yourself, Katrina. And I do, and I do. I, I suppose I'm not the sort of person that wants to say my sob story for a pity party around people. It's, how, it's, it's okay to do that sometimes, but I don't think all the time because I don't think people realise how much negative energy then they're creating, not just for the person that they're, that they're speaking to, but others around them. Real flow and effect. Right back at the beginning when you said, I'm single and I go out and I meet people and they've got their story and it's a negative story and how you just go, oh, life's too short. I love that because not only are you doing this for yourself, but you're giving the flow on effect to them as well to say, come on, think about it, put it into perspective. Life is too short. Let it go. I can imagine that life's too short is that very strong reminder that we so often get caught up in the small stuff that collectively brings our happiness down. You know, we might fall into a habit of going, of of whinging, a habit of this has happened to me today. I was running late and the car wouldn't start and then my client didn't turn up and then I got stressed because my boss had a demand on me. And if we can stop with uh, and just say to ourselves, life's too short, let it go. Life's too short, let it go. Let it go is one of my favorite ones as well. 
And I think by adding that on to Life's Too Short, Let It Go would help as well. Oh, definitely. I love that saying, let it go. Mm. So there we go. We've got two here, Life's Too Short and Let It Go. But we could add in... We could add in, don't sweat the small stuff, put it into yes. perspective and let it go. Exactly. I reckon that's gorgeous, Katrina. Thank you so much for sharing that. So life is too short. Let it go. Thank you. Definitely. My pleasure. And one of my favourites, a very short one, is Ho'oponopono. This is an ancient, beautiful Hawaiian mantra. And the mantra is, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And why I find that one so powerful and beautiful is that the first line of I'm sorry, it shows repentance. The next line, please forgive me, of course, shows forgiveness. Thank you shows gratitude. I love you shows love. So that's a really beautiful one that I find very, very powerful to say over and over to myself. This particular one I often go to if I'm feeling emotions along the lines of embarrassment, shame, self-loathing, anything that's really doing a good internal beat-up job on me. So I find that this particular mantra really helps to clear that instantly on many different levels. So just to say it again, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. I hope you've enjoyed that one too. Another way of looking at mantras is of being a short little reminder of the wisdom that you've gathered in your own personal journey that when said reminds you of that that you need to be hearing in that moment. So taking our past, looking at the little statements that we have learnt along the way, little things like I am safe because you are safe, all is well, because all is well. This too shall pass. It's not my journey. Life is short. And some of the other beautiful mantras that we've had shared today. This is wisdom that we have explored in our past and gathered evidence to support it as being true. For example, if we take the I am safe mantra, you may have in the past felt that you aren't safe. Quite likely it's come from childhood, as most of our challenges and issues do. And yet, as you look at that head on, why am I feeling unsafe? I have no reason to feel unsafe. We start to change our limiting belief to I am safe. And then we realize we really are. So these little sayings are anchored quite well into our body, into our subconscious and our conscious. Perhaps from time to time we forget that. And that is why I'm a huge fan of little mantras. It brings back the wisdom that is within all of us, the knowledge that whatever it is we are needing is all within us. And I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and I would love to hear of your mantras. So if you'd like to continue the conversation, please join us over at the Love Life Tribe. You can access that by visiting facebook.com forward slash love life show and putting a request in to join our closed private group. If you would like to make a donation towards the cost of producing this show, I am incredibly grateful for our listeners that are able to support me in the journey of producing the show. You can head to our website, which is lovelifeshow.com, and there's a make a donation button. Until next week, I hope that you have an amazing time exploring your favorite mantras 
keeping them present in your everyday life so that you can live life to the best version of you and to the greatest happiness that you desire. I'm Jane Donovan, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.